1: What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. It has been a drastic few days with everything that's been going on, and for some weird reason, I'm still feeling the effects of Madam Web. I don't know what it is with that movie. I think it's nearly the same feeling that I had a couple of years ago when I went on a four to a five month hiatus, and it was literally after watching Morbius. And it's so funny and how these two are under the Sony Marvel cinematic universe or whatever the hell you're calling it now, the Marvel characters of Sony, something I I have no Spudnik, I don't I don't freaking know. But anyway, my point is I'm getting point to myself I'm getting to a point for myself where now I'm drastically changing everything in terms of where I want to go and what I want to do to deliver more content to you and for some weird reason since Madam Web I've been having these thoughts these epiphanies so to speak and it's my way of trying to be like you know what I need to do something new I I need to vent my frustrations a little bit more in terms of where the comic book industry is right now. And uh, I actually actually have a special surprise for you, believe it or not. I sent out the bat signal and I wanted someone to talk to me in terms of where their mindset is with the MCU, with the comic book industry and films and television and everything else in general. But we're going to get to that in a little bit. I wanted to get this off before we go ahead to that interview with my special guest. For some weird reason, since Madam Webb, I've been having conflicting thoughts with everything going on. There's a part of me which, if you've seen my TikTok video, I actually tried to give them a huge pass. A huge, huge pass since I saw Chris Stuckman's video. And if you guys remember who Chris Stuckman is, he's in a YouTuber that's been around for over a decade and he's now an indie filmmaker. And when I watched his video, he looked at it from much more of a creative standpoint. And when I watched his video, I don't know what it was where I became a little bit more sympathetic from his point of view and more sympathetic from the creative's point of view as well. You see, if you've known me for a while... You know full well that I judge movies and I critique them, but I try to look at the other side of the coin. I try to give them a pass. I try to give them a reason in terms of why they do what they do. And when I spoke to this guest that's going to be coming on in shortly, or not coming on, we already recorded it, so there's neither here nor there. When I spoke to my guest about this, he made me realize that there's no need for me to give passes to content that is not up to quality standards. If we can praise movies, and we've seen movies that have been written very well, that have been produced greatly, that has been directed by phenomenal directors, Christopher Nolan off the top of my head being one of them, I mean, he's probably the top guy, most likely going to win the Oscar this year with his work on Oppenheimer, and of course... As a comic book fanatic, you know, his work on the Dark Knight trilogies. If we can praise directors on their highs, then we should critique directors on their lows or at least the studios or the writers when they gave when they give us bad product. And I had to look at it from my own perspective where I'm thinking to myself, why is it that I, a voice actor now? Much more of a content creator, a comic book fanatic, a film lover, and every other name that you want to look at me on. Why is it that I'm giving these passes? Why is it that I'm going easy on a lot of this stuff? If I didn't go easy on She-Hulk, if I didn't go easy on, on Eternals, and if I didn't go easy on all this other stuff, Secret Invasion, another one, off the top of my head. Then why is it that I'm giving a pass on... A Sony movie it's because that I don't view it as high quality therefore it's guilty pleasure and it shits and giggles even though by far it is one of the worst comic book movies that I've ever seen possibly worse than Morbius and equally as bad as She-Hulk and everything else like why and for some odd reason I couldn't find that answer And someone else brought this to my attention on how I could compare the two but not critique the two in some way. And then I realized, oh, I see where I am now. Because in order for me to be honest with you, I have to be honest with myself. And here is this. And this is probably as honest as I can. I try my very best to not pick one side over another. I try my very best To not jump on the hate wagon that everybody else is doing. And I think a lot of it had to do with watching Chris Stuckman's video. I try my very best to work with producers, directors, and content creators, and anybody else that I want to associate with. Because I feel like anything I say that's negative, that can be deemed negative, can be used against me. Okay? it's it's that whole saying anything you say can be used you and can be used against you in a court of law you know that type of thing but here is different because we've seen what happens when people become too critical of a subject and they become blacklisted but then i realize after and before my talk with my special guest i realized before and i realized after when it comes to content You have to put out the best quality content there is because we've seen it done many, many times. And if a bad product comes out, if you're going to make me spend my hard earned money and my hard earned cash that I'm putting out to see your your content that you're putting out and it turned out to be bad. Then why should I give you a pass and for you to say, well, you know, you don't know what the director has been going through. You don't know the writing. You don't know the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And I was one of them. I was one of them. And I stood there time and time again defending bad product. Even though there's some product where I'm biased. I am biased towards certain things. I'm biased on Spider-Man characters. Because Spider-Man is who I know. And Spider-Man is what I love. I'm biased on Batman content. Even though I hated Birds of Prey. It's one of those things where... I, as a content creator, can become very conflicted and very controversial, especially with the things of what I talk about. But at the same time, I have to be realistic and think to myself, no, this was bad and I'm going to call out on why it's bad and let me point out certain things on what I can do or what you should do so that way you can make better quality stuff. Do better. Do spectacular work. And we will praise you for it. We will root you for it. We will continue to pay our hard-earned money to see you and watch you succeed. That's how it's supposed to be. But for some weird reason, I come across as myself as someone that doesn't want to hate certain things even though I have. That doesn't want to piss off certain people even though I'm sure I have. And it's very conflicting for me. When it came to Madam Webb. It was one of those and it even came before then with Venom Let There Be Carnage. Again, another Sony movie that came out. So there's nothing wrong in to put this all in a bow here. There's nothing wrong with critiquing a bad movie. As long as you're giving constructive criticism. You can say a movie. A song. A show is bad. Call it out for what it is. It, a zebra is a zebra. Call it a spade of spades. We call it like we fucking see it. There's a reason why. We critique these movies. And these this content. That continues to come out. That are being made by professional creatives. That are being made written by professional writers and it's the same thing it's one of the main reasons why a lot of people were against the sag and writer strike to begin with not that I was one of them but a lot of people to this day still feel like it should never it should never have been done because they continue to give us mediocre to bad content so why should we support that now on the other side of the coin, there is good movies. There are great writing. There is great content that's out there. Hell, there are indie filmmakers and indie writers and and indie video game developers that continue to turn out great content to this day and no one bats an eye. No one pays attention. Hell, I know tons of indie comic book writers and creators right now that I watch on TikTok and that I met on Comic Con and, and that I know personal that can't even get the distribution to put their work out there because it's not viewed by head studios it's not viewed by the higher-ups it's not viewed by people that are distributing money because it's expensive to put yourself out there my point is this to put this all to a close here there's nothing wrong once again there's nothing wrong with critiquing bad product should I hold back on all the hatred and all the, the spew, the, the ick that I give off when it comes to certain things? Yeah, I could. But at the end of the day, as a guy that has been through the military, that has worked hard on integrity, that has worked hard in terms of standing up for what I believe in, I have to do the same thing across all the boards. If I know someone is doing wrong, I cannot be afraid to call them out on excuse me. I cannot be afraid to call them out on it. I can't. Because that would be sugarcoating. That would be betraying my beliefs, betraying what I want to talk about just to appease the masses, just to make sure that no one gets pissed off, just to make sure that feelings are not hurt. I'm becoming what I despised for so many years. And this guest that I'm going to bring on right now, where you're going to hear, made me realize that. Without further ado, let me bring him on right now. It's a recording, so the quality different. The sound is gonna be a little bit different through Zoom, but here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, let me bring forth the uncle himself, a fellow voice actor, and a great personality. Mr. Damon Allows. Yes, I am back and this time I am not alone. Sometimes everything happens every now and then where you need to send out the bat signal and you're like, you know what? With so much that goes on in the comic book world and in the news and everything else, I needed someone else that is just as passionate as I am from the comic book side. And who better way for me to go to a fellow voice actor? Now, this guy you may have heard him in all kinds of things. First of all, if you need an African American voice with the sound of let's see, Morgan Freeman. Uh, well, what's what's the other one? Billy D. Williams? Yes, Billy D. Williams and you uh uh, uh who uh, you know what let me not beat around the bush anymore you love them you know them you can't live without them Damon Allums. What's up, man? How you doing?
0: Hey, pleased to be here. Glad to finally be in the same digital room with you to chop it up a little bit, nephew.
1: I know. It's like (laughs) the first time that we're actually finally uh, meeting face to face. And it's a definite pleasure. Now, did I pronounce your last name right? Alums or That is
0: correct. Oh my goodness. It is such a delight to get it right off the bat. After (laughs) after a lifetime of being referred to as Damien Allen. Damien That was a blessing. Wow. That was a blessing. I appreciate it greatly.
1: Well, here we are talking about the comic book world and the comic book industry. And uh, I know you are a passionate comic book guy like I am. Now, from my side, I view things from the movies and the TV shows. You view things more from the comic book world in addition. So let's start right off the bat here. I know that the the gigantic elephant in the room, you have not seen Madam Web yet, right? or you have
0: there's a Madam web movie.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They just came out this past. Uh... <laughs>
0: hey, you know what? I think that that tactful joke is a shot across the bow and a definition of my stance on it. If it's not to my standard of quality, it doesn't exist because every second of dialogue, every angry post is advertising for what you feel is quality. And a negative outrage post serves the exact same purpose. There's a saying in marketing that there's no such thing as bad publicity. So if you're outraged at the MCU, you're engaging in debate and angry traffic on the internet is just extra advertising they don't have to pay for. So my stance is, if it's not up to my standard, it doesn't exist. What Madame Web doesn't exist.
1: What is your standard? You brought that up a couple times. What is your standard from a comic book fan?
0: As a comics first comic book fan, you've got to respect the, the lore that came first. Now, no. let me take a step back and use Superman as an example. Superman, when he started in like 1929 or whatever, whatever, he could hop over a building. He couldn't fly there was no kryptonite that got brought in by the radio show that came out years after superman blew up on the comic book page so am i saying that it has to be exactly like the the comic book cast no you must be orthodox no 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 that's not my stance but if you're going to make a change to the lore that came first you got to do it with a, lo- a knowledge of the lore that came first and in service to the lore that came first. The vibe that's going on now, they're changing characters to the point where all this reading that I've done since I was knee-high to a puddle of water doesn't make sense, and it's not useful because they're making up a new character that's just the same in name and costume. Mm-hmm. I'm not with that. So I, I have essentially kind of deleted the superheroes i'm not living in the superhero zeitgeist that everybody else is enjoying because my standards are too high again to say my standards are too high not to say that it must be exactly orthodox because as a fan i'm very much into the lord of the rings trilogy Mm
1: -hmm. is
0: that a one-to-one translation no but they trimmed a lot of the fat off And everything that they trimmed off, they did with a love for the source material because nothing translates one-to-one across media. I accept that. But does your translation go with the love? And that's not what I'm seeing. They're going with the focus group. And nah, I'm not with that.
1: When was the last time you viewed any type of superhero movie? When when was when was the movie for you to go say, you know what? I'm done.
0: Wow. Uh oh, because think... for a
1: lot of people, because for a lot of people, it was I think it was WandaVision or somewhere around post-endgame.
0: Uh I think it was endgame. I could see the the strings that they were pulling. It was so far away from the infinity war saga that i read when i was in my 20s they just like you know what that was a intergalactic battle with 70 or 80 plus moving pieces we've only got like 15 let's do it anyway <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah so it was end game the the girl power uh, the girl, the girl power <laughs> moment, was deliberate. Was it? Was it effective? Yes. Was it in the same momentum that the story was moving? No. And mm-hmm. all the ladies had their moment, and I respect that because there hasn't been enough space for the ladies. I get it. They deserve to have a seat at the table. To do it in that fashion was ham handed. And focus grouped, and I could see where they were doing it for the focus group rather than for the story. Mm-hmm. And when I can see, when I can outthink the people that are making the story, I don't see myself investing in
1: it anymore. It all goes back to the main thing that you, myself, and a lot of people that are comic book fans in general always strive towards telling a great story because if you see the latest movies whether it's Disney Marvel Sony or Warner Brothers with Max or whatever the case may be once you realize that they're just doing check marks oh this person is you know uh, let's use echo for example because she's very recent hey what are the check marks with echo she's a paraplegic she's deaf she's Native American and she can kick ass and this is her story and war barely of one and all these check marks are gone into place yet the thing is that these creatives behind the scenes seems to always forget and we don't know if they are 100 percent of the blame we're going to get back we're going to get back into that in Fair a little enough. bit we don't know if they're 100 percent of the blame because a lot of times the higher-ups the corporate guys that all they care about is making the money they want to appease to the masses that's really not even there or not even represent a majority of the audience it's like maybe let's put out a number 10 percent very very small fraction so it's ironic in so many ways and i know we keep on talking about this until we're blue in the face but these are the problems of what makes people like you people like myself to go you know what maybe it's about time that we just wipe our hands and go let's do something else or <laughs> let's focus on something else
0: exactly yep there's these things called comic books they're absolutely amazing <laughs> and they are pushing the envelope <laughs> and they are i tell my non-comic book reading friends if there's something that you want to see If you want to know what the new hotness will be in five years, go to your local comic book store right now Yes, because Hollywood is trolling for material. It's a gigantic machine that needs material to make the sausage that we consume. That sausage doesn't come from anywhere. So they are like searching high and low for proven materials because they're not going to try and make something new because that's not a proven quantity. Their job is to, as safely as possible, make that money. I, didn't, I don't knock that section of the hustle. That's what you got to do? Okay, I respect that. They got to make money safely. So what do they do? They go for proven quantities that have a following. Right now, that's nostalgia, which is why we end up with so many remakes. That's also like in the comic book store when they see the new hotness. Oh, there's this zombie comic book. That's really hot. And like all the characters can catch one. There's no real hero. Ooh, written by Kirkman. Okay. Let's see what we can do with that. And it blows up and it veers away from its source material. And this is the landscape that we have now. And again, it comes back to having standards. If it's a. Quantity, or if it's an IP that has already been created, I'm expecting a little fidelity. If not, then revamp it, change the name, say it's based on this one thing. I read this 50 issues of this series, it was great, and here's my version. But that's a risk that Hollywood is not really willing to take, which is why we are where we are. And so I will vote with my time and my money and my attention and what I care to mention.
1: I made a podcast. Episode last week, and I remembered. I don't know if you saw this video or not on our TikTok. We've been chatting up a lot on TikTok uh, lately, you Mm -hmm. know, because you and I make great—you know—you make great content far better than I do. (laughs) And I remembered, and I remembered. I watched the reaction, my own reaction, when you saw all of these creative writers and the producers behind the scenes saying it was something along the lines of. We were told not to read the source material. We were told not to read the comics. We didn't read the comics. We wanted to do something new, yada, yada, I don't even
0: like the comics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You caught that one? And I was screaming and I just had to cut the video short, but that made my blood boil because you're proving to us, the audience, that What you're doing is not working, yet you're doubling down on what you're doing that is just working.
0: Thereby proving my point. Like, Why would I bother to invest energy in creatives that don't love the material that I love? If you don't love what I love, then okay, do you, but we're not speaking the same language. So (laughs) if we're not speaking the same language, then you can't have any of my money. And my standards are not that high. Because again, I would like a one to one translation, but I understand that cross medium, you got to switch it up a little bit. So I'm not asking for one to one, but at least try for 70. I could work with 70. 70 would be cool. They're not even doing that. And they are under a mandate by the suits to not even try. I'm looking for 70%, and they're giving me colors. Mm -hmm. We're not even on the same page. We're not even on the same scale. Okay.
1: What about the thought that? they are deliberately changing not the source material but some aspects of the source material so that way movies do not get it's not as predictable as you would read in the comics for example let's throw let's throw an example here uh captain america civil war Mm -hmm. the comics issues went on there were so many multi comic book storylines within that issue alone of civil war And it's spin off to like a couple of years at best, but they condensed it down into one movie that is still focused on Captain America being the protagonist and Iron Man being the antagonist. So what would you say is your opinion on them, them being the higher ups and the creatives changing it so that way it won't copy exactly what we read?
0: Are you talking about the scale of the characters? Because Civil War was, it encapsulated all of the marvel titles it touched all of the characters in one way or another now Mm -hmm. that's going with a ballpark figure that's let's say 50 to 75 titles and let's ballpark of that 50 to 75 titles involving 100 to maybe 200 characters that's a lot of juggling to do so being that the mcu does not have 50 to 100 to 200 characters, you can't do that one-to-one comparison. Mm -hmm. So to scale it back and have it be Captain America on this side of a debatable issue, and Iron Man on the other side of a debatable issue, it loses scope. You can tell that story more quickly. I guess that's all right, but it loses a lot of the storytelling possibility, which it did. The plot holes were kind of huge, but it made for a grand spectacle. At that point in the MCU, I was able to turn off my brain and say, okay, it's just a spectacle. Familiar looking suits, punching each other, go. There was more effort by the Russo brothers to tell a quality story. So I could give it a pass. Mm -hmm. Um, It lost its scope. It lost its punch, but the Russo brothers were able to cobble together a decent watch. So again, I'm on the uh, inflexible demand more side of things. My patients hadn't worn thin by that point. So is it different? (laughs) Yes. Did I accept it? Yes. And you enjoyed it still. Yeah, it it was enjoyable enough. The plot holes were like okay but it's captain America and iron man punching each other let's, let's let's just go with it and at this point i'm no longer willing to just go with it you've got to draw me in mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to put an analogy on it i am now i i now understand the impatience of a single mother back on the dating scene
1: hmm go go more into that (laughs) (laughs)
0: if marvel is coming to me with like hey we have a new product hey i'm a new suitor like would you like to go out my eyebrow does not raise my pulse rate does not quicken it's like yeah and really do you have your life together do you have a like at least 70 percent fidelity to the original story if not you're wasting my time and i'm not here to have my time wasted what
1: it's it's so it's so funny you tell me that because I remember you were the you were one of the fewest people that told me last week and I still have it on Twitter slash X whatever you want to call it that me continuing to be a part of the MCU is essentially me being in a one sided relationship that is doomed yeah. to fail and that's yeah. it and, and that's it I can remember all the good times and i can remember all the great times and yet i'm just wishing for them to get themselves together
0: (laughs) pining for them to get their life together like yes mm,
1: and it's mm. essentially the same as a once that maybe not as abusive as a one-sided relationship but the comparisons are there for a reason
0: yeah yeah i mean we as media consumers we are in a relationship with the companies that are creating the products and if the relationship's not up to like what you expect if it's not how you want to be treated you can always walk away Mm -hmm. that goes with the NFL uh, that goes with like yeah all the big companies if it's not if the relationship hurts then it's time to end the relationship
1: of course and this brings to the point of Madam Web which we talked on the first thing when we got here
0: there's a Madam Web movie
1: there's a Madam Web movie (laughs) (laughs) And you asked me at one point, why do I continue to do this to myself? And I even tried to make sense of the situation. And I come here every single week, twice a week to explain either convincing the audience or convincing myself that this is a part of me, that this is who I am, that this is what I base my identity around. And I remember someone today, someone messaged me. They asked me, they saw the last video that I did on TikTok, and for the listeners that don't know what the video is about, basically, I explained that after watching Chris Stuckman's video, who's now an indie filmmaker, he's been a YouTuber for over 10 years, and he looked at Madam Webb, but he judged it, he didn't even critique the movie at all, he said it was, he said it was bad. But he judged it based from a creative standpoint because he's a creative himself. When I saw that and I heard that, I thought to myself, okay, it makes sense. These creators or whoever it is that is making the decisions, they are the ones that are that are putting the effort. They're putting their time, effort, energy, mm-hmm. money in terms of creating what they want to create. So who am I to judge on what content is extremely bad or extremely you know not even worth seeing my friend texts me today he goes i saw your video you tell me right now what is the difference between what you saw for madam webb versus what you saw for she hulk i had no answer because he was right they so they are both with the creatives of what went on behind the scenes they are very piss poor types of product. They really are. And the listeners can, you know, I'm sure they are through with me bashing She-Hulk because I, t- in my opinion, it's still the worst MCU content ever made. Bottom of the barrel. That, mm. and, Eter- that and Secret Invasion is right next to each other. Mm. And the fact that there was, that Madam a, there was Web, a
0: secret invasion,
1: there was a secret invasion, too. <laughs> and I remembered that went on for multiple issues within the comic storyline. And that did not even come close to what was given on screen. It was uh, a nothing be, burger
0: because they were told to not pay attention to the source material. yes, Which ended up with what we got like. Uh,
1: yes. It, now, one of the things that I did when I made my video. And I was being more sympathetic. I really was because that's the type of guy that I am. I look at the other side of the coin. I put myself in their shoes being the creative shoes because you and I, were voice actors, we're entertainers. We want to work with these directors. We want to work with these producers to turn out great quality content right there. Great quality content. And you told me quality matters. I forgot when I made that video, I completely forgot about accountability and personal responsibility. Because if I'm a voice actor, which I am, and like you, and I want to work with these great companies and these great directors, they expect great quality content from us. So why should we give a pass to a professional company, a Hollywood business like Sony, why should we give them a pass? We can't.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> we we can't. It's
0: taken, it's taken you a while to get to that point, but yeah, that is the power of uh, that's the power of the consumer. That's something that I haven't seen employed a whole lot on these shores. Taking a look over at our cousins in Europe, they will strike at the drop of a dime in France. Right now, they've got some kind of farmer's strike. Uh, again, it's like, I don't have my social studies, current events brain on, but I think it's a farmer strike for subsidies or something like that. It's hard to be a farmer over there and they, the farmers have taken to the streets. Highways shut down. We are having a party here. I'm burning a hay bale. Well, like, what you gonna do? Like, you going to make this right? If not, then we going to party. And guess what? Tomorrow, guess where we'll be? It gets people paying attention and it moves the needle towards folks getting what they ask for. And I'm not seeing the pop culture consumer asking for a whole lot, which has given the suits a leeway to do whatever they want, which is why we've got what we have. Now you got to take some kind of control and put out something that says, this is my brand and have that brand actually mean something. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest Titanic companies of our youth are just putting out whatever. And the easily persuaded are falling in line and giving up their money. But I'm taking a step from those French farmers, like, you better do something to get me excited. If not, I got other things to do. There's plenty of entertainment.
1: And that is the best way to, in a way, not, I wouldn't say fight back, but that is oh, the yeah. way. To, oh, yeah. Like,
0: no, fight back is a justifiable term.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then then there we go. That's not mince words. Then, then there we go. It is the best way for us to fight back because at the end of the day, what really matters is the global box office. That is the only way to determine whether a movie is successful or not, at least by some metric standards. I know people have Rotten Tomatoes, and I know there's the audience score, and I know there's the IMDb and everything else, but a movie's success is mostly determined by us, what we pay to go out and see, whether it's the movie theater, whether it's a subscription service, whether it's buying the DVDs and Blu-ray, 4k whatever the case may be we are the ones that set the standards in terms of whether something is good or not and that is reflected based on our wallets
0: and their bottom line if their ledger goes into the red imagine how fast they'll change their too.
1: and that's another thing they haven't how why, how why should it... they have to it's still a question that is so hard to answer and once again it goes back into saying If we want to get away from the spewing hatred of all these other critiques and all these other people that are saying, you know what, this is bad, it's horrible, it's shit, we don't want to do with this anymore. There's nothing wrong with giving constructive criticism to tell you, hey, your movie sucks. Here's what you could do to make it better. And it all goes down to story 101. Who is the character? Am I, related to, uh, am I relatable to the character? What are their flaws? Is there an internal conflict? What is the situation? What, something for us to come back into. And somehow, you mentioned Superman. From 1939 all the way till now, in comic books, not all of them, but a good majority of them, storytelling is important. And the higher-ups got away from that because they're focused on the identity politics. They're focused on the woke culture. They're focused on people call the MCU which I honestly hate that term, but I get it.
0: I get it. I get no, it. It's a sta- it's a standard argument in the critique of the pop culture zeitgeist. So, do I agree with it? Mm, it has some validity. Am I a diehard proponent of that particular plank and say that this is the exact reason that things are trash? No, No. I don't think it's trash They've just got A higher standard for Them to meet For me to invest my time and money
1: What would you say Is the best way for the MCU Or any Any franchise Within these companies to fix themselves In the superhero genre
0: Mm, A solid through line Between Medium so that Fans of the TV version of a character, fans of a comic book of a version of a character, and fans of the movie version of the character can have a lot to talk about, more than just the name and color scheme of a character. If you could tie them together with faithfulness and a solid through line across medium, it would be the tide that lifts all boats. Folks would go to the comic book store and rescue an industry that is on the decline. The comic book fans would bring all of their friends to the movies and the TV shows would be able to tie everything together because that's the easiest medium to get access to. Mm -hmm. So I would say more fidelity across medium. That's the one thing that they could do that would help turn the ship around because the authors are doing great work on the page, but ain't nobody paying attention. The biggest audience is in the movies. So use that power to draw those, the masses, to a standardized lore with more to talk about across the different medium.
1: There you go. And for you on a personal level, what's it going to take for you to come back to the theaters to watch one of their movies?
0: The theaters. I am of a mind that it is too late for me. Um, Can I I be persuaded? Yeah. If they're telling stories on a scale that I can enjoy with characters I recognize, because I don't recognize what they're doing. However, Pivot, Standard Met, Invincible on Amazon. Yes. Absolutely. Done. I'm in. I'm totally in with my whole heart with my pounding my chest like celine dion invincible is it they got it right so it can be done if it can't be done by the big names then i'll do without the big names again there's enough good material out there for me to occupy my time and have a very very full active pop culture life without going to the big names
1: and there you have it guys we have reached the end of the podcast. And I feel like we could talk about this for hours.
0: Uh, indeed.
1: <laughs> you're more going than welcome, to the
0: barbershop and chopping it up.
1: You're more than welcome to come back and we can have like another great episode like this. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it, the, what we have for Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast. Damon, once again, thank you so much for coming onto the show. How can people reach you if they acquire your service or knowledge or if they want to get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, find out what the Urban Legend of VoiceOver is up to. I'm easily findable on the web at www.urbanlegendvoiceover.com. Office hours are always open. Damon at dot com. inbox is ready for you. Come see me.
1: You got it. Damon, thank you so much, man. And we'll see Absolutely. you next time. Yeah,
0: let's do this again.
1: And that was our guest, Damon Allums, one of the most greatest people that I've ever met face to face through camera, of course, but a person that really does hold to his standards and you can feel the same way. You hold to your standards, you stand by for what you believe in, and if you truly feel like the MCU or Sony or Warner or whoever it else, whatever relationship you had with the product that they put out if it's not good for you anymore it's okay to detach yourself and slowly but surely I'm going to do the same thing now I may not be as emotionally invested as I used to be before I'm still going to watch you know a lot of these movies and I'm still going to critique it but that's the thing I'm going to critique it constructively And just give my personal opinion. But am I going to be emotionally attached where I'm going to be, well, I hope this does well and I hope this do good? No. Like, I'm at the point where I'm kind of done with that. And uh, he said something that really stuck to me more than anything else. He said, the brand that I represent, not them, I, me, the brand that I represent is the thing that matters most. And I talked about this for the past couple of weeks. I don't remember if it was last week or the week prior. If Marvel wants to continue going down this rabbit hole of identity politics and the MCU and corporate stuff and, you know, the woke culture and the cancel culture and everything else that goes on the political side of whatever it is, they can do that. I will stick to my brand, having honor, having integrity, standing up for what I believe in, working with great people, working with great directors that want to tell cohesive and amazing stories. That's what it should be about at the end of the day. And if you feel the same way, then kudos to you, good for you, great to you. And that's all I have to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to have, I'm hoping to get more guests coming in. Hopefully that works in directly with the comic book industry. Maybe that are doing indie comics. I did see one person that I would love to interview. Giving a shout out to her right now. She is on TikTok. Her name on TikTok is at MLandart. MLandart. M-L-A-N-D Art. There you go. At M Land Art. And the indie comic, she's a comic book artist. And her new comics is called Rich. Not Rush. Rich. R-I-C-H. And I would love to get a hold of her and see if I could interview her. Because her work looks fantastic. But there you go. There's the shout out. As always, guys. If you want any more news when it comes to comic book movies, games, reviews, or whatever the case may be, always remember, you know what? No. We're going to do a new closing line, okay? First and foremost, hit that like, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, and be you, be super. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.